You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. Got a question about healthcare, dieting, exercising? Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Ron Young. Good morning, London. I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning. Uh, Of course, every 9.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings, myself and the MedPoint team will be joining you talking all things health and fitness. Uh, I encourage you to email in if you have a question. It's ron at medpoint.ca. Also, you can call into the studio, 519-643-2222. we got a lot going on this week, and... uh, I'm proud to say I have one of the best guests I've probably ever had on the show. I mean, next to Taz. But Dwayne uh, Dwayne Johnson had to cancel last minute. I got the director of operations, Mr. Bill Ford, here with me. Bill, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Ron. Thanks. Just getting over a bit of a cold, but uh, if I were any better, I'd be you, my friend. Well, there you go. So, part, uh, excuse us to the listeners if you're going to be coughing and hacking into the microphone. I'll try uh, not to do that. Yeah, you better. You know, I might, I might get you back on the show again if you do well enough. Promises, promises, my friend. <laughs> so, what's going on at MedPoint? We have a lot happening right now. Um, of course, um, we have the Fit 3D technology, which is new to the clinic. Uh, and actually new to the southwestern Ontario, we have exclusive rights uh, to that machine at MedPoint. So if you want pinpoint accurate uh, girth measurements, come on down to MedPoint. We can get you on the Fit 3D and uh, we can take those measurements for you as well. Uh, We are selling them in packages, the performance packages bill, BodPod, Fit 3D, metabolic testing. Put it this way, London, if you want to know exactly where you're at with starting a program, or maybe you're an experienced exerciser, and you want to just figure out where you're at with baselines, come down to MedPoint. We'll take good care of you. And uh, obviously, you can buy those packages so that you can get multiple tests done. So you can maybe get the first set done, wait three months, and then get another set done. And we, you can actually see your progress. Know what you're doing uh, is, is worthwhile and that you're not wasting your time at the gym. And Ron, you want to remind everybody that this is available exclusively and only at MedPoint. That's right. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome. <laughs> we do uh, we we do enjoy having the scientific evidence for individuals, and like Bill said, you know this is technology that we only have at MedPoint. I mean, if you wanted to get it anywhere else, you might have to drive to Mexico. Yeah, you'd have to make a multiple city stop to get everything that we <laughs> have might, at MedPoint under one roof. A couple uh, uh, airplane tickets and a few. Uh, ferry rides to get to get what we have at MedPoint. So too true. Yes. Uh, the other thing that's really cool, we have our nutrition bars now. I know I've said this in the last couple episodes, but these things are awesome. I mean, when I eat something, I want to know what I'm putting in my body. Bill, how many times do you have something on the label that you're not sure what it is? Quite often, actually. Uh, but uh, more importantly for me, um, I like to know the ingredients of what I'm eating, but I also want it to taste fantastic. Exactly. Which, Which the MedPoint bars do. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have two different kinds, uh, peanut butter apple, which is a protein, high fiber, high protein bar. 
as well as a vanilla almond bar, which is an energy bar. It has a little bit more higher carbs, carb content. That's my favorite, the vanilla bar. Yeah, I Fantastic. like that one too. Because it has the brown rice syrup in it. So all these, uh, these that things That was are, the secret ingredient. Yeah. Oh. So our bars, uh, we take a lot of pride in these as well because, you know, they have only 10 ingredients in them and, and you recognize them all. They were designed by our kinesiologist team as well. Uh, they have nice, uh, nice packaging. We got all the label correct. We even have uh, French and for our... Uh, you know, French-speaking customers. They will know exactly what we're putting in that. So we've met all federal <laughs> regulations on these bars. So that's right, and that's say. very important. Yeah, it is very important. Uh, and then one other thing I want to Which one's your sure. favorite, Ron? I didn't ask you. I actually like the peanut butter apple one. Oh. I, I think it kind of, because it has the chicory root in it, Right. it has a higher fiber, which kind of tastes a bit like taffy or something like that, like the texture. Hey, listen, you can really sense that chicory root in there, too. I, I, I noticed that when, when I was having mine with my uh, waffles. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is, this is a whole other radio segment now. Because yeah, we could I'm talk thinking. for a half hour about chicory root. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's I go grow it in my it. basement. And then Matt uh, just rolls his eyes here about chicory root. But anyway, what we're trying to say is great ingredients. Uh, come down and you can buy them uh, individually if you want to just try them out. Buy a six-pack, uh, mix and match. You can buy a box of 12. We'd be happy to set you up with those. Absolutely. Last thing I want to talk about happening at MedPoint. Um, Brianna, our dietitian, she is available. She's taking bookings. And she's awesome with what she does. She doesn't make you you know, feel guilty about anything, but she works with what your schedule is. She works with the kinds of foods that you like. I mean, she's not going to let you eat a whole bunch of Easter chocolate that you got last weekend. No, but she will not. She's very understanding, very empathetic. And uh, I feel like she has a great approach to nutrition. And a lot of the nutrition is, has, we, you can get coverage, right? So if you have Great West Life or something like that, chances are you'll have it in your benefits package, which is phenomenal. Absolutely. So, and she, she also connects with people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. There's a great, uh, great personality and fantastic demeanor. Yeah, and if you're out of town, no problem. We can actually Skype with you or, uh, you know, if you're old-fashioned, you can just pick up the, pick up the phone and uh, dial, dial the number and she can have uh, consults with you that way as well. Very flexible. Very flexible. So we take a lot of pride in our nutrition program and uh, Brianna's doing well and, you know, we're just busy. Always see people in and out, in and out of the doors. We do and we're proud to have her. We have to oil those doors up. I think so. Getting a little squeaky. Uh, I always like to open up the mailbag because uh, I do get a lot of emails each week uh, from people listening. And, you know, I don't get a ton of callers. I'm, I'm sure talking about health and fitness at the early hour of 9.30 isn't always on people's you know, radar. They may be too shy to call in, but I certainly do get a lot of people writing in. And uh, I'll open up the mailbag here. I want to field a question from Jane. Jane said, Hi, Ron. I've been doing the same weight routine for the last couple months and find that I've plateaued. It was really working for me initially, so I'm wondering if I should stay the course or change things up. And that's a great question, Jane. I'm glad that you wrote in because this lends a lot to the area of muscular confusion. Um, certainly if you're plateauing, changing up different things, a barbell versus dumbbells, you know, machine exercises versus the free weights. 
you want to make sure that your muscle body uh, is experiencing different loads uh, on on that muscle body and that you change it up because obviously your body's going to get so used to a program that now it just becomes easy, right? And then you're not making any progress. So I do encourage people to make sure you're reviewing your programs every four to six weeks. Uh, make sure that it's right for you, increasing the weight intensity, maybe increasing um, the functionality of the workout. So are you activating more core muscles? Are you acting activating a lot more stabilizing fibers? Because that can actually burn more calories and, and give you a better workout overall. Um, I think it's a fantastic question. I think you do need to change things up, Jane, and I encourage you, uh, you know, you can come down to MedPoint, uh, check us out, or, um, you know, you can even just email me and, and I can discuss kind of where you can go from here. So, um, yeah, anyways, I always enjoy hearing emails from people. Bill, I know your inbox is always flooded as well, but with different questions. Different questions for sure. One thing, though, Ron, I wanted to ask you, what is the most intriguing or, dare I say, oddest email you've received since you've been on the radio show on Saturday mornings? You know what? I think it was one that I didn't air. Oh. But it was about performance in the bedroom. Really? And and weight training and... (laughs) So, I mean, you get a whole bunch of different things and and questions and stuff like that. So, you know, some are a little bit more suited for a show and and some maybe not not so much. I guess, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so we always have fun with it. Um, But if you do email email me, ron at medpoint.ca, I will get back to your question. Whether I feel it on the air or not, um, you know, I do care about uh, everybody's health and well-being, which is why I wake up every Saturday and do the show, Bill. Mm-hmm. I can I'm gonna, I can totally understand In fact, that. How much did I pay you to be here? Nothing. Whoa. Nothing. In fact, you invited me to lunch, but I have a funny feeling I'm paying for it. <laughs> well, what you don't know won't hurt you, eh? <laughs> so true. <laughs> Your wallet'll take a hit later <laughs> this day. Um, but thanks for coming along, Bill. Um, My pleasure. What we have coming up. Because uh, I wanted you to join me to talk about a couple different articles. Because let's face it, nobody wants to just tune in and listen to me drone on for a half hour. Even I though do. I can. I've done it before. Yes, but uh, yes. We're going to be going to commercial break. But uh, when we come back, sperm donations in the United States hmm. are getting a bit of heat in the press today. Understand. So we're going to be talking about that. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about this, um, the age of legal age of buying cigarettes and, and kind of should we tweak the, the legal age of other products in, in society. So uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be right back. You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. The most interesting health news, advice, and your calls at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Ron Young. I want to welcome everybody back to the program. It's awesome having you join us today. Of course, every weekend, Saturday morning at the 9.30 half hour, myself and the MedPoint team will be joining you talking about all things health and fitness. Now, joining me today on the program is our Director of Operations, Mr. Bill Ford. Hello, Ron. 
Bill, great having you. I actually traded in the kinesiology team and said, you know what? I got some great, great articles here to talk about. I want the guy who who has the most political experience, who's who can analyze these things and uh, and and really give an, a good uh, a good opinion on it. So I'm guessing since that person wasn't available, you got me instead. Oh, that's right. That's, that's okay. Right. And with uh, uh, your voice today, I just want to I say apologize. the raspiness. It, <laughs> it's kind of uh, soothing. Almost, Thank you. In, in a in a weird way. I'll get colds more often just for you. It's like you're a you're Barry White or a Tom Jones. I just feel like you're going to sing to me soon any minute. We won't break into song right now, but <laughs> not right now. That'll be next. Maybe week's tomorrow program, on Sunday. Okay? I'm going to sign you into a long term contract because okay. I can feel the ratings are just going to be booming after this show. I need a signing bonus. <laughs> <laughs> No money out front. Oh, checks in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Must have got misplaced. So when before we took a commercial break, uh, we brought up this kind of thing because because this uh, and you heard about this article. Yes, I, mean, I did actually. And I don't think I don't think it's uncommon because we've kind of heard these different things before. But this kind of raises um, a bit of you know, awareness towards this type of thing that we need to make sure that we're careful with uh, patients. Uh, and, and especially when it comes to blood donations and sperm donations. Absolutely. In question, there's a, a couple that uh, went from Port Hope uh, and they went to the U.S. and they got some sperm because obviously they're, they're trying to have children, which is fine. And it's a good thing we do have these programs put into place. But the uh, screening of this particular uh, sperm donor was not done properly, or at least they're calling it into question. Right. Because they didn't understand that uh, the sperm donor had a history of schizophrenia and is a, is, actually has a criminal record. Wow. So just looking at it in a way of genetics, Bill, you know, kind of you have kids. Yes. You know kind of what's passed down. Uh, Physical characteristics, height, right, uh, eye color, different things like that. Absolutely, but mental things can also be passed to uh, to children. They, um, they they can for sure. And and I was actually taking a look at some of the criteria when they're looking for a sperm donor in the states. Um, the the sperm do- the sperm donor is looked at uh, signing a donation agreement, um, mm-hmm. a medical genetic history, donor personality profile a semen analysis, and exclusionary criteria screening. Mm. And there's about a six-month process, as I understand it, um, from start to finish in terms of ensuring that the person is, is, I guess, uh, right or fit for for donating. Um, And I also understand, just from doing a little bit of reading, that uh, there's a large percentage of donors who are younger men men in uh, in college Mm. looking to earn extra money. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it's really difficult to to really screen mentally or, or even forecasting mental uh, issues that may mm. arise um, or criminal behavior uh, early on when the person donates. I mean, yeah. but I asked myself last night when I saw this news story, how many people knowingly get in line yeah. at a sperm donor clinic to buy sperm yeah. from a known criminal? Yes. I'm thinking no one. Probably, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Seriously. Yeah. And you made a good point there, Bill. In the in the U.S., obviously, you get paid for blood and sperm donations. That's my understanding. So it is incentive for these, you know, college kids or whatever to just make a few extra bucks and, uh, you know, I'll head down to the blood donation or the sperm bank and, you know, we'll right. make some money. It's, it's weekend it's beer drinking unco- money. Yeah. So, you know, making sure that we're screening properly... 
for these individuals is going to be very important because, you know, now this couple is going to be worrying about the future of their child. And, and you almost now need to just be cautious with different things because they could develop a mental disorder uh, through the genetics. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think, you know, most importantly, when any um, organization is entrusted by the, their clients mm-hmm. to provide the right information and to provide the right screening, mm. um, it's paramount on that institution to ensure that they're, they're being above board and honest with, uh, with their clients. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, great. Good article. I mean, where does it go from here? I think we just need uh, better regulations um, as to what we can put into place to make sure that this, this gets prevented. Absolutely. That, uh, you know, there is a rigorous screening and people aren't just dropping in on the weekend to make a few extra bucks. That's right. And I think, you know, psychological and, and medical and genetic history are really important uh, mm. keys to, to ensuring that you're getting uh, the, the proper donor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great points, Bill. Thank you. Um, I'm glad I had you on. Jeez, with all this legal stuff, and it's good to have somebody. You know, it's it's just it's it's you just don't have a what we do. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, but you'll let me know later. I'm I sure. I will try. I will try. Um, so, what I wanted to go into now, because I, I like that article. I mean, it, it does raise a lot of awareness. Certainly, when you're entering anything, uh, sperm bank, blood donation. Uh, even even other other like hospitals and stuff like that, the screening process of the patients that they take in, you have to be truthful on these things because you know we don't want to spread disease or spread uh, you know any unwanted um, conditions or anything like that to other people. Right? That's right. We Absolutely. need to look out for our fellow man. And um, Bill, I actually appreciated you not coming to work this past week for one of the days because you were sick. Well, well, thank you. You know, it's uh, it's one of those <laughs> things I, I like to think that I'm always giving, never taking. <laughs> um, so this raises, um, <clears throat> this brings us to the issue of benefits of barring people under 21 from buying cigarettes. This is a really cool thing because the stats, I mean, the writing's on the wall, right, for this. Uh, I just want the listeners to hear this. Um, setting the minimum age at 21 nationwide the report estimates would result in nearly a quarter million fewer premature deaths and 50,000 fewer deaths from lung cancer among people born between 2000 2019. So those the, are pretty uh, serious statistics. Those are big numbers. And for a healthcare system like ours, you know, that, that we have so much invested into, we can't afford any more sickness and disease and, and stuff like this than we can, what we can handle, right? I, I absolutely agree. In fact, statistically looking at this, 68% of people who started to smoke um, started to smoke before they were 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And Is that like the perceived, like it's a cool thing to do? I'm guessing there's a lot of peer yeah. pressure. You know, if you look back historically, I think that uh, it was... It was more acceptable yeah. uh, a, f- a few decades ago. Yeah. Um, and, and now, I mean, they're, they're you know looking... more now. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think it's silly if someone starts it today. But uh, I think a lot of it's peer pressure yeah. for, for the young people. But the other thing, too, to consider is that uh, 85% of people who smoke uh, started when they were 21 or, or younger. Yeah. So if you look at that 68% of 18 years of age or younger versus 85%, mm-hmm. you know, so there's a lot of people who take up smoking between 18 and 21. Yeah, that's true. Right, Which goes to the, the point here that you're going to 
talk about. That's true. I think if we can, as a nation, and I hope that this kind of you know rubs off on uh, on our American uh, neighbors to the south there, as well as worldwide. I mean, we need to make sure that we're regulating these harmful drugs right from the beginning I and agree. teaching and and putting the education in place in our schools so that they're aware of the dangers. Right. So that you can say, look, this is not good. Um, and then, it, Bill, it, it brings us to the question of what else should we be banning? You know, I talked uh, on the Craig Needle show a couple of weeks ago about perhaps banning energy drinks sold to minors. Now, I don't know. Are they readily available in high schools right now or, or I don't think elementary schools? available in the vending machines, but nothing's stopping, you know... Joe from walking down the street and purchasing something from the Max, right? Absolutely. So should they be carted at Max or or any convenience store for a Monster Energy or Red Bull? Depending, I guess, depending on on the age again. Are Mm -hmm. we talking 18 or 21 or just... Well, maybe you just set something, you know, low for right now and then we kind of build on that, right? Yeah. Energy drinks are harmful. I mean, tons of stimulants, tons of sugar. Um, but it does it does uh, kind of lead into you know if we're banning cigarettes now at 21, are young people able to make these calculated decisions to to do this? So again, you know what I think it comes to marketing and advertising. Yeah, uh, they're looking at uh, um, you know they're being bombarded by messages as yeah. as much as that sound sounds a little old fashioned, but it is. Well, it's, it's a true. business, and they yeah. want to sell a product. Right? Absolutely, just like Coke and Pepsi. I think I've driven a few nails in the coffin of that absolutely <laughs> but people will still drink it so anyways i want to thank everybody for joining us today bill i want to thank you for being on the show ron it's my pleasure to be associated with you my good friend and i think you made the cut so well, we'll thank see you. you next week and every week after that for the year <laughs> <laughs> anyways thanks for joining us uh, of course you can tune in next week uh, or visit our website www.medpoint.ca that's all for this week thanks for joining